Hello, Hello yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums-to-be and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Good morning, Sophie. Good morning or afternoon or whatever we're up to now. How are you today, Jade? I am wonderful. How are you? Good. good. Uh, mm. Oh, look, I will say it's ironic today or coincidence or timely or whatever you want to say that today we are talking about the mental load of motherhood because the last two days I have been feeling it. Look, I'm not one that likes to come on and whinge, but I am bleeping exhausted. I find this age that Goldie's at now really, really hard. I found it the same with Poppy and I thought that maybe it was just because I was first trimester pregnant with Goldie by this stage with Poppy, but no, it's the age. So anyone out there with like 15-monthers to 18-monthers to two years, to two look, and a half, every stage has their issues, but eight. this is the stage that I find really difficult. I actually find it more difficult than tantrums and that kind of thing. It's their ability to do all the things that could kill them with no understanding of consequences. Like Goldie went headfirst down a set of brick stairs yesterday. She's so quick. She just goes down. She's into everything. Anything that's sharp, electrical, messy, is her favourite and I can't get her to play with a toy and I'm just, I'm exhausted today. She hasn't been sleeping through the night for months and months and months and months. We've got into the habit of just like giving her a bottle to go to bed and so now whenever she wakes up she wants it again. So this is where we are and then today we were meant to be doing two beautiful recordings but of course she woke up with the greenest, thickest snot ever. So she hasn't gone to daycare so we've popped her down for a nap and I hope she naps for Australia so we can get through this <laughs> podcast. For the world. How uh, are you now that I've just word vomited all over you? Thank you for listening. No, I actually was going to say that I felt like you a few months ago when Yumi was at that age, but she has just started. I may as well start with my high because she's just started this incredible new, let's say it's a development <laughs> and stage where everything has connected in her brain. So remind the listeners, she's about what now? She's just turned two. Oh, let's just say she's like two and three. Let's just say she's 25 months. And four days <laughs> and three seconds. Let's just say she's two and a half. Like she's not, but let's just say she is. She's really doing. Why are we lying about her age? I, don't I thought know. we only did that once we were, you know, above silly. 35. <laughs> I just, because I, I actually, hang on, March, April, May. Okay. It's because she's the she's third two. child and you have no idea how old she is. But she did this too with Goldie, like this. She used to go and do crazy shit mm. that would do my head in. I mm. couldn't even multitask. I couldn't do anything mm. and I would just be like fed up because mm. I'm like, you keep hurting yourself. You're not listening. You don't understand. Mm. And then we did that wonderful episode about toddler tantrum. So I understand that. But she has just had like almost an epiphany of life and she talks about things. Things. She tells me how she feels in ways, not like DMs, <laughs> but she does really, really well. So the other night, I put her to bed in her cot and I handed her, like you do, I handed her a milk in a bottle and she stops and she goes, pushes it away from me and goes, 
no mum, warm. And I went, holy crap, have you wanted warm milk the two years of your and you life? Haven't been and I've, I've been giving you cold milk. She's like, why does this bitch keep giving me cold milk? Because it was really cold last week. So I thought in the middle of the night getting up, I'm like, oh, she'd love a, a warm one. So I'll give her a warm one. And for her to stop, push it back and say warm, I was like mind blown. So I was like, of course, sweetheart, anything went down. Couldn't believe it, told Nick, and he's like, okay, and then handed it to her and she felt it and went, ah, and that was it. She was fine. So now that she can I communicate, she feels as, happy. Yeah, I think that they do. It's almost like they get addicted to the ability to communicate what they want. And just and like saying mummy's shoes and mummy's this and just telling me what she knows yeah. and us saying, wow, that absolutely, yes, you're doing a great job. Anyway, it's been really, really nice because I feel like I – deal better with children that comprehend <laughs> rather than the baby stage like I yeah, like I love age. the newborn stage from one to two I find really yes. challenging agreed and then I've really enjoyed Poppy's toddler stage sure the tantrums and the negotiating they're exhausting of course they are but there's something about that stage that I find I understand better and can deal with better it's the constant never-ending supervision turn your back for one second they're yeah. into something you're cleaning up one area they're making a mess in another it yeah. get, it's just I find it relentless it's like a seesaw effect so when I'm going through something with my children you're like mine are really good at the moment and then something happens to mine and you're like mine are really like, I was going to say week to week, but I think it's more like month to month yeah. where it's like one of us comes in and I'm like, you're wearing that like obsessed with our kids stage yeah. and the other one comes in and they're like, I'm ready <sighs> to pop them out. Totally. Um, put them on eBay or something. So that was my high. What was your low? Okay. Are you ready for it? Uh, always. So one day last week I was running around late as I do being a mum doing a million things and I put on my shorts for exercise and I had somewhere to go to and my legs were so hairy. It was not appropriate to go outside with how hairy they were, right? They were like deathly prickly. It was gross. So I'm like, what can I do? And for some reason, I just got the shaver out and dry shaved my legs and walked out the door. And then all of a sudden this irritation occurred and I started feeling this burning sensation on my legs while I was driving. Then I looked down when I stopped and there was this rash on both of my legs, like so sore and so dry. And then I couldn't stop itching it. Then I came home. The next day I woke up, it was scabbing. Gonna, but they weren't bleeding. No, they weren't bleeding. Look at my legs. Hang on. I know. No, this I, is a podcast. <clears throat> I know, but look. I did think before that you'd been caught in the rain with fake tan. That's no. what I thought. So what happened is. But I didn't say anything. When I when I said to, oh, glad to know that if there was something wrong, you wouldn't tell me. But I said to my girlfriend, I said, look what's happened. She's like, Jade, who dry shaves their I dry legs? shave all the time. Are you kidding? Because I, well, like, yeah, because I like, get out of the shower and I'm like, oh, me too. girl, you forgot to shave again. I'm not getting back in. I know. And then I always leave patches. Like I was at Pilates yesterday. But patches and are different I was to like, a full leg. No, I had this full-blown tuft on the back of my hair <laughs> on the back of my leg of hair and I was just like that is so and I couldn't stop looking at it the entire class but 
I thought it was acceptable to dry shave and I went around as I do when anything happened to me, I talk about it and the more women were like, who dry shaves? The checkout chick at the supermarket was like, why do you do that? She's like, girl, (laughs) what's wrong with your legs? But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm still nearly a week now post doing that. Post incident. Post incident and they are still effed up and that's my low. Devastated. My modelling career this week is out the window in the leg department. All of her content on Instagram will be in long pants. Yes, you will only see from the hip up, the gunt up, girls and boys. So my high of the week, uh, thanks for asking, um, was we went to Fraser Island. I was talking about it on last week's episode that I was packing, very last minute to go. We had a very safe time. All were safe from dingoes, safe from sharks, safe from hairy caterpillars, Lance, all the things that are there. We had such a nice time, super rejuvenating time, just absolutely loved it. Low of the week. Hang on, may I just say the photos that you posted were out of this world. Ridiculous. Oh, thank you. It wasn't difficult to photograph. It, it was, was raining just... here and I was just looking at you going, I hate you, Sophie. But it was so nice because my kids sleep quite well in the car. So we would go to like one location in the morning and one location in the afternoon and they both nap in the middle of the day. So it was so nice for four days to not even really have to think about nap time because it just happened in, in the, the car. car. And there's something about the bumpy, because you're not on roads there, you're on sand. So it's so bumpy. They slept so soundly in the car. Like I'm thinking of putting their cots and beds on some kind of like rigged electronic suspension (laughs) thing. Just they'll sleep all night. I swear. I won't won't hear from them for days. They just loved it. They do. Yeah. Do you know when I was trying to get you, uh, Billy, she was hard to get to sleep. Like if I wanted to go somewhere and I needed Mm. her to nap beforehand, there's a road in Byron. A secret road that is the worst, bumpiest road you've ever been down. And that is the one I'd go to get her to sleep every time it would work. My friends would follow me if they had the same children at the same age, and we'd all just drive our cars down there and they'd fall asleep. It was I know, genius. I know that you're giving us the lowbrow parent hack of this week, but I just want to slip one in here Ooh. because slip it in, slip it because in. I laughed so hard at one of our DMs this week that was a lowbrow mum hack, and it was that one of our followers and listeners had has a spray bottle in the car (laughs) and whenever their child is about to fall asleep in the car. But, you know, when you're like awkwardly seven minutes from home and you're like, oh, God, no, will they transfer? They do this light spray (laughs) mist over their child to make sure they don't fall that is absolute How genius. How brilliant is that? Just wet your child a little bit, turn the aircon on. Make that can him a also bit be cold. rude or fabulous, and I'm saying 100% fabulous. 100% fabulous. Not even a question of rude. Oh, that's so. And good. then my low of the week is, as I said, Goldie is sick today. We were meant to do two recordings. Anyway, it was classic hashtag mum life. She woke up with rip-roaring green snot. As soon as I told her daycare, she's not coming. And as soon as we rescheduled things, basically haven't seen any snot come out of her nose She's been smiling since I got here. It's literally like it was... Yeah, a ploy. Look, she's obsessed with me. She wants to spend time with me. Who can blame her? Now, hit us with your rude or fabulous for the week. You messaged me during the week saying, I've just had a real life rude or fabulous. So hit me with it. So I went to the doctor and I had to change my asthma pump just in case people wanted to know why I went there. Or why she's sometimes wheezing on air. (laughs) (laughs) I actually just took it, by the way. Anyway, I had to up it because it's getting colder. A long story, good story. So I went into my doctor's office and I looked over at his desk and he had this mouse pad and I said, 
I'm sorry, can we just talk about something for a second? And he's like, what? And I said, your mouse pad has your face on it. And he's like, yeah, it was a gift. And I'm like, but it's your face. And he's like, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a gift and it's my face. And I like look at it every time I like touch the mouse. I'm like, that is so weird. But anyway, each to their own. He goes, do you know what's even weirder? And I said, what? And he said, I've got my face on my underwear. No, no. God, no, I didn't ask that. He said that he's had some random presents given to him by patients. Mm -hmm. And at Christmas time, a woman came in and handed him a knitted jumper for his son. And I said, oh, that's really sweet. He said, kind of. But she said, this is for your son. However, I was going to give it to the Salvos, but I didn't because (laughs) it had a little bit of blood on it. So I thought I'd give it to you. (laughs) And he was like, gee, thanks. And I was, I couldn't stop laughing. I said, did you give it to your son in the end? He's like, like, it's a doctor's son, so he'll be fine with a little bit of blood. He's like, no, Jade, I did not give the bloody jumper to my son. I said, thank you, and that I was it. I thought you were going to say, like, it's rude enough to give something to someone because it's not good enough for the op shop, let alone then add another layer of because what? it's got blood on it. Anyway, is it rude or is it fabulous? It's fabulous, but it's rude. It's kind of rude. I think it's rude. <laughs> but it's fabulous. Yeah, it's a fabulous story. I love it. Story. It's a great story. And you're also coming to us today with, it's a low brow dad hack okay so this was unintentional but when we were lining up at some hideous hour in the morning to get Yumi's cast recasted up the coast I took a photo of Harry and Yumi together and when I posted it I had these dms come in and people who have been listening to the podcast messaged me and said oh my god your husband has a dad hack and I was like what what is it and they said he has his car key around like it's a lanyard cord hanging off his neck. It's brilliant. You never lose your keys. And I thought about it and I'm like, actually, he's done this ever since I've known him because I always used to lose my car key. So he's had it on this big white cord and we. Ne- it's actually kind of like your phone. I was going to say it's just like my phone. It I, is. I, 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 look, I'm going to put that You're out never there lose as it now. a mum hack now. It's from a brand called Carry Case. I spent my hard-earned cash <laughs> on it and it is, yeah, basically a lanyard attached to to a case and it is so good because I often head out literally just with my phone because I've got well, got everything on it. I'm going to tap my children too. <laughs> I don't leave them at home sometimes. But it's got because I've got my card on it now. That's all I need and then this is why I get caught without nappies or wipes I when know. there's a punami. But, yeah, it's so good. Your free hands, it's great. So, Matt, yeah, all hand. about the lanyard. When it arrived I was like, is this dorky? Is it cool? Well, I looked at you is when you had ut- it. utilitarian? When, I, when it? you had it I was like, Sophie, what are you wearing? (laughs) But then now that I see it more and more, I'm like, this is actually quite brilliant. And then with the dad hack, I'm like, okay, this is a thing. So overall. No, Harry and I have got it going on. Do you really? Like literally? No. Okay. I can't handle my own husband, let alone anyone else's. Literally when I hear about people having an affair, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm like, I can't keep up and service my own husband, let alone some other random person. Like, And then look, I'm not making light of affairs. Like I know there's 
horrible situations going on out there, but God, <laughs> so the energy cute. required. I just don't have the stamina. I'm, as you can tell this week, I'm She's flat out just getting by, let alone throwing a fair in the mix. I just couldn't do it. All right, we're adding in a little bonus segment. This, this, we're really going for this it This entire now. podcast is going to be segments segment. soon, but I find them so fun. And then especially when we're talking about, you know, like we're talking about something quite heavy today. So it makes things yeah. feel and I love light that. and breezy. And I love people having the opportunity to have their story told on yeah. the podcast too, so it's fun. So we put up a post today. I don't know if any of you have ever played the drinking game, Never Have I Ever, but basically you say something that you haven't done and then the people drink if they have done it. So often it ends up going down a tangent of like never have I had sex with four people at once oh, that'd or go down like well. never have I ever okay you know you get the yes. the gist yes but we're gonna do parent related ones and okay? we're not drinking no so do this you is have- depressing. okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay go. so people sent in someone we'll just do one today but then if anyone has any that they want to send in hit us up on Instagram our page is beyond the bump dot podcast <laughs> shout out someone sent in never have I ever faked being asleep so my partner has to get up to the kids in the night and what do I say well have you done it or not done it 100 <laughs> percent name a night you haven't done it oh is exactly, more the question exactly no I have done that time and time again to the point where I've actually donkey kicked him in his sleep and be like Ugh, and he's like if you're awake to donkey kick me surely you can get up I'm like I'm not awake <laughs> I'm not awake. I think, you know, if you're in a relationship that has a mother and a father, every mother deserves the right to do this every so often because the shit that men can sleep through is out of this world. Like I reckon I could Freight sleep train. train Goldie for 40 <laughs> minutes next to Nick's head and he would never wake up. What is with Like that? we've been talking about like how we can get her like back sleeping again and he's like, why don't we do some sleep training? And I'm like, oh, I just fear for her age. It would be for such a long time. He's like, I'll be fine doing it. Why don't I do it when you're away for a couple of nights next week? And I'm like, yeah, but like you probably would unintentionally sleep train our it's child so because you wouldn't wake up to it anyway. That is the whole point, I think. I reckon if mum wasn't here to hear all those little bits and dad just lets them, this has actually happened to a friend of mine. They went away for two nights <laughs> and they came back and the child slept through the night. Oh, it was my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was me. Yeah, no, it was Greta. And she left Cavani, came back. I think it was only one night, but it only needed one night of her Eat not going pee. in there. Yeah. And Cavani slept through the night in his cot, which he never did. He always slept with her. So who knows what her partner put up with? Like, has he just slept through the whole 100% thing? Cavani could have been up for like six hours. But he sort of got used to it and then was like, fine. And I think that they must have changed their dynamic of, okay, dad's putting him to bed. And so he doesn't assume that mum's going to be there to sleep Mm. with him. Anyways, try it. Let him do it. I will. All right, let's get into the um, the episode, shall we? Yeah, so today we're talking about the mother lo- the mother load. <laughs> the motherfucking load. Did you play Sims and there used to be a cheat that you could get unlimited money if you typed in mother load? Hit us up if you're a listener and you, you know what I'm talking about. And you would today. be able to build the most bullshit houses ever. Anyway, mother load for life. Today we are talking about the mental load of mothers. It is something that I feel we're all faced with. Do people talk about about it amongst their friends. I don't know. No one ever wants to seem like the winger, but it's relentless. It's a real thing and it needs to be talked about. Jade, you wanted to kick us off because you were getting ready this morning and you thought, I... You run us through what you're okay. thinking. No, well, we knew that we were going to do this episode this morning and I just wanted to give a little preview of my morning snippet of my mental load this morning. So I wrote something out 
And I think that's the best way to articulate myself and my mental load so people can understand where I'm coming from. Because if, if I say it off the cuff, I pretty much will miss all the big moments. That, because that's literally what our brains correct. are. They're just it's a mush. jumble. So it's 5.30am and before I completely wake up, I open one eye to check the time on my phone. I shut both of my eyes and my mum brain is instantly awake and starts planning and prioritising what needs to be done so that we can all be out the door by 8am. It seems pretty smooth and straightforward in my head, but reality, not so much. Yumi wakes up first singing a song and I think it was like, twinkle, twinkle, have you any wool? (laughs) (laughs) It was not right, but it was funny enough. So what time is she up? So she was up at about 5.45. Oh, so you didn't get any of your me time this morning. No, I didn't, but that's okay. But she's been waking up at 3.30 for about three consecutive nights. Oh, so you got to sleep in. Yeah, so I technically got to sleep in. Um, But she hopped into a bed, our bed for a cuddle and she handed me my earrings that were on my bedside table and she dropped one down the crack of the bed. So I picked it up and she hit me in the face with her cast. (laughs) And for anyone that hasn't listened to our most recent episodes, Yumi's broken her wrist. And can I just say that those casts are absolute weapons. Oh, it's a weapon. should be certified or registered or whatever you have to do. And they actually like give you some sort of mark because they're scratchy. Yeah. She made my lip bleed last week. Has she hurt her own face with it? No, surprisingly not. Just everybody else's. So I go to check my emails quickly, but I pause because Billy and Mia have woken up and Billy has a sore tummy. Mia has sore legs from the fun run yesterday that she didn't even complete, (laughs) but good on her. At least she tried. And, you know, this is something that mum seems to have to be told these things. Mm. They don't want dad to tell. They don't need his help. Mm. So it's me having to know that they're sick or they're unwell or they need something. So that's okay. I say, let's get up. Let's start the morning routine. So I need to wee. But I don't because everyone is starving, so I hold on to it for now. And while Dad makes them breakfast, I put them all in the bath because we don't usually have a morning bath, but we arrived home late last night, so everyone went to bed grubby. Not me. I had a shower, obviously. And before I put Yumi in the bath, I had to get some Glad Wrap to wrap around her car so it didn't get wet. She cries because she can't get in and she has to wait for it. So when I open the drawer to get the Glad Wrap out, there are oats, random bits of cut up paper, pen lids, a drawer full of nothing we need. And I dig really deep to get the Glad Wrap out. Mental note, clean out the Shinfo drawer because it's driving me mad. The Glad Wrap is on. We're washing hair. Billy gets shampoo in her eye and cries. I quickly find the face washer while rinsing Yumi's hair out and keeping her arm out of the water, resting it on, you know, those Peppa Pig boat rafts, like they're like a toy bath toy. Mm. So I rested it upside down on this little Peppa Pig boat raft to keep it afloat just so we could maintain no water. I was pretty proud of myself for that. And I think to myself, I need to do lunch orders because I don't have time to make lunches today. I was too tired last night because I spent all night when I got home cleaning the kitchen. Mental note, order the lunch orders while yelling out to Harry to clean up the dog shit because it was absolutely everywhere. Inside or outside? Inside. Ew. I know. The dog's old and blind and deaf. It's just a mess, but we're keeping her alive because she's really happy still, apparently. So back in the bathroom, who wants to towel? There are two of the same towel, and then there's one different towel. Everyone wants the odd towel. Oh. Yumi got the odd towel because she's the youngest, and that's a rule that somehow stops everyone in the family from fighting. 
Yumi's youngest, she gets it. So they just stop. <laughs> like that's just something that they do. Can I say good on you for having three towels in there? Because that means you've actually kept on top of some form of Thank washing, you, which is more than I can say for myself. If you went into my laundry right now, <laughs> like it is most of the time, no matter how many little <laughs> tips and tricks I implement, there seems to be fucking. It's all clean. It is, but it's brain explosions. Brain explosions. I quite like doing washing if it can just end up in the right rooms by someone else's doing. I agree. I'm over it. I have too much that I never get to a point where everything's away, ever. It's always dirty and clean. But I continue on. We're like, yep, let's do school uniforms. And I still have not peed, by the way. Mm -hmm. So me is dressed and done and I'm like, woo, go have breakfast, babe. And she's like, mom, can you please blow dry my hair? I'm cold. And I think at the time I'm like, that's going to take so long, but I don't want to let her down. So I'm like, oh, all right, let's be quick. As I'm trying to find knickers for Yumi in the mountain of the washing in my room that is now mixed up with, I don't know what's dirty and what's clean. Mental note, put away clean washing and put another two loads on at some stage today. So then Yumi found knickers that are actually Billy's, not hers. And I didn't have time to battle with her. So I put Billy's on her and I found some tighter pants to hold them up. That'll do. Mia had done her lunch order on my phone. Great. That's one done. Mental note. Order Billy's lunch. Everyone now wants their hair dried. I still haven't gone to the toilet. (laughs) Harry has yelled out breakfast is ready. They all go and eat. And I try and find Billy the one and only skirt she wants to wear today. And like, this is her. Just the, that's she's, poppy. Yeah, too. poppy. I know she's I want set my on purple something. Unicorn top. It's in the wash because you've worn it the last two days. It's just, and you're like, come on, I've got so much to oh. do. Let me live a bit more. And after a few minutes of convincing, she puts on a dress. I hand her some grey socks, but she really wanted white socks. Mental note: buy fifty pairs of white fucking socks. I don't even think my kids have a pair of socks that even match one another. There are no matching socks in this house, but she managed to find a pair, so I thought that was a win. She cried about it, but she managed to put the grey socks on. Great, Billy, go have breakfast. (laughs) Now is my chance to go to the toilet. On my way, I quickly make the girls' beds. I shove all the clothes on the floor that were actually away last night back into their cupboard. Mental note, go through their wardrobe and cull. There is so much stuff I can't cope with. Can I have a thing on cull quickly? Absolutely. Culling has been doing my head in. I know we need to do the Steph Pace 30-day cull challenge, but I'm like cleaning my house is taking so much energy because we have so much stuff that needs to be culled, but I don't feel like I've got the time to cull because if you start culling and you don't finish, you've made more mess than you were in before. Yes. It's the cull circle dilemma. It's a cull hull. Seriously, like I can barely walk into my wardrobe. I've had like clothes on the side to sell and donate for so long but haven't had the time to go through what I'm going to sell and what I'm going to donate. Half of Goldie's wardrobe is like maximum up to six months. So I don't even know. When it gets any colder, she's probably not going to have any clothes to wear. No, my, Yumi's got none. They don't fit her no. at all. But guess what? We watched a Netflix episode, Harry and I, on Mary Kondo. Or is it Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. And it was on a really nice couple that had kids and they were in the exact same state like she was clothes everywhere just didn't know how to do it and this beautiful Japanese woman just comes in I'm sure everyone well I didn't up until a few months ago knows about Marie Kondo but she came in and she says if things don't spark you joy get rid of them so instead of having the mentality of saying I don't wear this I don't like it throw it out instead of that mentality you say does this feel it does this spark me joy 
No, it doesn't. I'm getting rid of it. I know, but it's about finding the time to do it because you can't do it when there's a child home or awake because you can't, like, they just so, get in the middle of it. I literally was going to turn to Nick the other day and say, do you reckon we should get mum and dad to come up, look after the kids for two nights and cull the house? And then I was thinking, how sad is my effing life that if I get two nights away from you my kids, I'm going to send it culling. But you could do it at night. So I said to, because Harry was watching it too, yeah. and he's like, I actually really like this girl. And I'm like, he's like, no, she's really pretty. I re- I'm like, all right, calm down. I was like, why don't we do this together? Because really your clothes are the main ones that I can't deal with and the way that you don't fold them. And he said, all right, I'm happy to do it. So we're going to have one night and we're going to dump all our clothes. And her mission is she has five structures of doing things where it's not just your clothing. It's everyone's clothing comes out of the cupboard. And to me, that gives me anxiety. Oh, so you have to take it all it's out. out. Everything out. Imagine how good you'd feel if you did it. I know. Can we stop this podcast recording now and you come help me? <laughs> yeah, I will. Later. Anyway, short story. I bought three books of hers. I'll never have time to read them <laughs> because I have no time to do anything. But it sounds like a really good idea. Back to what we were saying, though. I went to the toilet. Hurrah. I finally went to the toilet. It was a really good moment, but while on the toilet, another mental note, we're on the emergency roll of toilet paper. Mm. Don't forget to get toilet paper. All right, I have to work today. I want to exercise after. I'm just going to put my gym clothes on and make it easier, I said to myself. I look in the mirror for five seconds and I think you should really stop eating chocolate and toast in bed (laughs) at night because it's just ridiculous. Mental note, don't buy chocolate. I'm dressed. Harry has yelled at me for the third time, Jade, your breakfast is ready. Please come and get it before it gets cold. As I walk down the hallway, there are five odd socks, three dolls, random bits of fluff. I quickly turn into a human vacuum and pick it all up and pop it in the cupboard. Mental note, put that all away properly tonight. Mental note, try vacuum tonight too. The floors are hideous. The kitchen is messy. So I quickly tidy it up. My coffee is cold and so is my breakfast. So I pop it in the microwave to heat it up. Mental note, do Billy's lunch order. I get everyone's school and daycare bags packed. I pop them in the car so they're all ready to go. Mental note, clean the car out on the weekend and Google how to get dried mango out of the carpet. It is stuck. You know those chewy mango chews? They are in the carpet of the, the car. The state of my car right now out. is a disaster. A Nick took the car seats zone. out to pop them in his car when we went to Fraser Island. I was like, put those things back in there. They're what are those cover- furry things? They're, they're covering up all kinds of gold <laughs> under there. Just put them back in and cover them up, please. So then I have breakfast. Yumi, do you need to go to the potty before I have breakfast? No, she's fine. I eat breakfast while unstacking the dishwasher because it's multitasking. Mumty tasking. That's brilliant, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> Mental note, call the internet and get it fixed before next week. Pay the phone bill, pay the electricity bill, send bank stuff to the accountant, check if I need to post anything today. Okay, I've just done the dishwasher. I've also just eaten my omelette and given myself heartburn <laughs> because I've ate it too quickly while doing all that. So everyone brushes their teeth. That's or, a win. That's a lie. <laughs> I brush my teeth. Everyone is now arguing and I can't be bothered asking and observing everyone to do that because they're going to be late. So I just let it go. I put everyone in the car, including the husband. I kiss everyone goodbye and I close the door. And as they drive away, my mum guilt sets in. And I think you need to be more present with the kids because you don't spend enough quality time with them. But I don't have time to just, you know, fester in that mum guilt. So I walk to collect my podcast equipment. I sit down, I open my laptop to write this out and Harry calls me. Hey, 
You forgot Billy's lunch order. She's crying in the back seat of the car. I can hear her and my mum guilt kicks in and I'm like, fucking hell, how did you forget the lunch order? I do it while she's on the phone and she feels better. So it's all done. It's now 8.35 a.m. Can you believe it's 8.35 a.m.? I'm so fucking exhausted. Of my story or just being a mum and you thinking, maybe you posted it last week, you're like, I'm sorry, how is it? Nine o'clock and oh not three PM. I well, I was exhausted before you started talking. Now I'm literally like, if you hear a loud bang, it's me falling asleep onto the floor. But as they leave, and I've done that, my mental notes are: get snacks for the girls after school, work out what to cook for dinner, make sure you're on time for school pickup, try to do that washing tomorrow because you're definitely not going to do it today. And I head off to work. Now that I'm here in front of you, I feel so much lighter for a moment because. Work allows my mind to stop worrying about the things that I need to do and it gives me a different pur- purpose that makes me feel good. I thought it might actually be because you walk into my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walk into my house. She hasn't made her bed. But you did make your bed. I made it I'm especially you. for you today. You. I actually, this is an ongoing joke that I say to my friend because I bring it up literally all the time and she's like, you're never going to let me live this down. One of my friends was trying to compliment me and she goes, one of the things I've learned most from being good friends with you and Nick and it makes me feel really good <laughs> is that you guys, you know, you, you've you got your shit together, you're go-getters, but your house is always <laughs> like a bomb and it makes me feel better that I should let my house it's go true. too. And she was meaning it as a compliment, but I now whenever she comes over, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to walk no, in. It, because do you know what it actually does? It's less pressure. Like if I walk into your house and I'm not saying it's a bomb, but you've had a cot in the front of your door <laughs> for like fucking months and I couldn't cope with that. But there's things everywhere, right? But it doesn't matter because you guys are really happy. But for that would really drive me mad. She's really losing it over that. And if I walk into my best friend's house, this woman is like running a absolute military operation. military camp. Like yeah. there is no crumb on the floor. And as much as this is therapeutic and I like walking into a house that's clean, it doesn't necessarily make me feel good because it makes me feel that I need to do more at home. And this is not against your friend, but I do have a couple of friends that their house is immaculate. And I don't think on a whim I could ever invite them to my house because I would be ashamed. Yeah. And as much as you say I'm happy, it does all of a sudden sometimes get on top of me. Like yesterday morning I woke up and like we hadn't done the like tidy down the night before. Mm. So I woke up in the morning and I think it was Goldie was up earlier than she normally is. So I had zero time just to myself in the morning. So I felt that because both the girls were awake and around and making mess around me, what would normally take 15 minutes at night felt like it took me literally all morning to get done but the place was still a shit Mm -hmm. heap and so I like made a mental note and I said to Nick that afternoon when he got home from work and I framed it in a way that it wasn't like against him but it was like something that we both have to remember I said let's make a list of tasks to get done in the evening because Poppy requires one of us to lie down with her to Mm -hmm. go to sleep and it often doesn't take very long but recently she's been asking for me so I find that like if Nick lies down with her I while he's lying down with her will scurry around pick up all the toys off the ground make sure the dishwasher's on make sure you know like the washing's out of the washing machine 
just, you know, make sure it's it's a nice place to wake up to. But he doesn't think of that. No. So a way I framed it is whoever's not lying down with Poppy, they can be responsible for doing that 20-minute tidy up and that's all it takes, 15, 20 minutes, and then the house is reset for the next that is day. That brilliant. And it was so good because he didn't take it as an attack. You sure it he didn't was... say, no, I'll lie down every time. Yeah. That's fine. I've got this babe. <laughs> but honestly, I don't care because it is one of those yeah. things where it's like I don't want to lie down with her and then get up no. and think, oh, now I've got to do that. Like, you know, then it's just pushing that time that I can actually relax further and further out. Because so many people, when we said we were doing this on um, the mental load is like, how do you, you know, communicate with your partner what your mental load is? But and I also I, it's think- all about your tone and the way you come at it. And I think that he took it really well because I was like, well, Suggesting. whoever's not responsible for lying down with Poppy can be responsible for this. Mm. But my subtext was... I always do it. do it when you lie down. Yeah. So when I lie down, no, communication is important. We always talk about that. But last night, similar thing happened. Harry went off after the kids. Uh, Yumi went down to bed, and he said, "You're not watching TV. I'm going to go and read you a book." He got this book from the oh bookstore, and it's a really smart one. It's actually about it's a real smart one. <laughs> it's a real smart one. I've got to work out what the title is because it's actually about the way you can rethink certain scenarios that happen mm-hmm. and you know, is that the right behaviour? And look, I'm making this sound like a really shit book, but it's actually quite clever to read to kids. So while he was doing that for a solid 45 minutes, I cleaned up the kitchen. We both came out and met each other and I didn't mind because he was doing something for them and I was doing something oh, for Oh, wait, us. he read it to the kids? Yeah, he was reading it I thought the you kids. said he, was gonna, he went and got a book to read to you and I was like, oh, oh that's so out. sweet. Where are we in the bloody <laughs> 1930s? No, he did not do that. Although he probably would if I asked him. I don't think anyone in the 1930s was having a book read to them. I think the women were just cleaning the kitchen that while was, the men were having That was scrubbing beers. it with one of those scrubbing yeah. boards. Bless them. But, um, yeah, anyway. It's nice to do that and I think that by doing communication and saying things like that goes a hell of a long way instead of fighting because I said to him before I left today, he said, are you okay? Because I actually said after I finished writing this, I had tears in my eyes because the other day I thought to myself, I don't deserve anything for Mother's Day because I don't do enough for my children and then I realised how much that I do do. It just goes unnoticed and I actually cried about it because I was like, I do all of this but I just feel, and I said this to my husband, I said, I just feel like I am a grumpy wife who nags and I feel like I'm a whinging mum that just tells people all the time to clean up their stuff and I feel like I am the person that is continuously making this family run smoothly but I feel like I'm not having any of the fun moments Mm. like I feel like I'm not enjoying I don't know those things because I don't know maybe we need to prioritize but no one is better than me than cleaning and doing all those things because I'm just onto it. But I don't know. I don't know how to stop. And it's not the right thing to say. And I don't think that I don't deserve, but sometimes I do. Anyway. No, sometimes it's it's like that feeling. I remember I saw a meme and it was like, I've never spent so much time tidying and cleaning to have to get up and do it all again That's the next exactly day. It's just it relentless. Is. And I wish that, you know, as much as my house often is a bomb, I cannot believe the amount of time I spend tidying and cleaning for it still to, to look that exact way. I and I wish I was like Nick and I could just ignore it all the time and I can't and sometimes I look at him having so much 
much fun with the kids. And I'm like, frustrated. why does, but it's, I feel like a lot of the time it's my fault. It's it like, why do I put fun with the kids so far down the list? And, it, and it's like what we we're talking about postpartum relationships and postpartum sex. And I was saying that, you know, my husband's love language is very much affection. And for me to feel like being affectionate, it's like, I have to tick off this, 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 and this, this all needs to get done. I can't feel stressed. I can't feel tired. But the reality is there's no day that like the list is ever done. And so he turns to me and he goes, but if I'm tired and stressed, that's the first thing I feel like. And the rest of the stuff can wait. And I so wish that I had that mentality with having fun with my kids and having that fun with my husband, but I can't. The list doesn't end in my head. What I was told from my psychologist when I saw them a few months ago was you need to stop having a big list and start being realistic with your list. So say you choose three things, right? You might want to vacuum, clean the kitchen and have that done today. If you can't do it, that's all right because at the end of the day, no one in your family cares. No one's looking at how messy the floor is. No one's looking at that. But you know, I know what? When I get upset. I know. Thinking about but you know it. what? Choose the one thing that's going to irritate you and clean it. So for yeah. me, it's the floors. So yeah. if I do that, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot better. And I know, like, so it's really funny. If I, it's not really funny, it's fucking infuriating. When I start vacuuming the house, I'm in this really grumpy, pissed off mood. They all know it, right? It's just like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Get out of her way with then the vacuum. I nearly finish cleaning and I can see the result and my mood shifts and goes, I have nearly finished. I feel really good that this is done. It's nearly complete and I relax. And if I stop and go, that one job is done, Jade, you should not go on to the next Mm. one. Now you can relax and go and do something else. Don't be, you're not like a superhero. I can't go and do every job. I could if, the thing is, I could do all this all day and ignore my kids. But what is the point of having kids if you're just going to do all these jobs and ignore them? Like, there's no point. I know because part of me goes, you know, your kids are never going to look back on their childhood and remember that like, you know, the washing was always put away or the house was always clean. They're going to remember those moments with you. But then it's such a catch 22 because if you know you have all those other things to do, it's so hard to then be present in the fun time. So what's the answer? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why people are listening? Because they want an answer. Yeah, we don't have an answer. I feel like- The answer is you're not alone and there is no answer. And I think- yeah, like I think the mental note is to be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I think, look, I find lists do work for me because whenever I write a list, there's actually never as much to do as I think there is to do. So especially if it's work-related stuff, I'll think, you know, if I've got things that are not completed, mm. in my mind mm. there's so many things to complete. Like yesterday- We are very similar in that way yeah, and you can't relax until yeah, it's actually Yeah, and yesterday completed. I was saying to Nick, I was like, I feel so stressed. I have so much on, da 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 And we got into the car to go somewhere and I was like, I just can't talk for a second. I just need to write a list of all the things I need to get done because until I write that list, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. And it does It was the most measly fucking list of all time. I was like- you got it off your brain and then you felt better. and I was like, why am I so stressed? I don't have that much to do. And this, this and this, I've got booked in to finish at this. Like it was already complete. Every night- 
that you, before you go to bed, have a pen and paper, even get a nice one, whatever you want to do, and jot down the things that are on your mind so that in the morning, and also you don't have to be thinking about oh, it as soon night, as you get into bed, you can have them put on the side in your notes, whatever. And then in the morning, you know that that list is there. So you don't have to wake up with anxiety going, okay, what was I supposed to do? I had the most irrational thought the other night. What? So we were talking, you know how the trans-Tasman bubble or whatever it's called yes. to go to New Zealand has opened. And we literally had the most fleeting comment about like, oh, how nice would a trip to New Zealand be? Yeah. Anyway, we get into bed. I wake up in a panic at like 10.30 at night and I said, babe, I'm not sure that I know where Goldie's birth certificate is. How are we going to get her passport if we don't have her birth certificate? How are we going to go to New Zealand if we can't get the passport and we don't know where the birth certificate is? And Nick turned to me and he's like, babe, we don't need to sort this out right now. Like we'll sort it out in the morning. It's fine. And he, and like, look, he, he talked me down from it, but I was in such a state worrying about potentially not knowing <laughs> where the you know what I mean? Like, I know. And it was a fleeting comment of a trip. Like it's not like we're going next week and, oops, I've forgotten to organise the passport. Do you know what I did? And it was probably on the same day. I said as we're driving and you can't say anything like this to Harry because anything to do with travel, he just goes, oh, yeah, when do you want to do it? Let's go. Let's organise yeah, it. Yeah. Let's book it now. I was like, you know where I really want to go? And he's like, where, Jade? And I said, Italy. I want to do the whole boot. And again, and he's like, oh, you are talking my language, baby, except it's not open. And I go, and it probably won't be for a few years. Anyway, so then he comes home from that moment. Full-blown itinerary. He pulls out all the passports and he's like, shit. And I'm like, what? And he's like, everyone's passport is expired except for yours. And I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> like See bitches. No, and he's like, we're going to have to renew them all. I'm like, we have time. It's not even open. Relax. And he was like, oh. But it was so funny that it was a similar situation, just the thought that you could do something, but let's get organised now because what if we don't have the things? Yeah. But it's like, is that really a rational thought right now? But I will say good on Harry for even thinking I'll take the passports into my hand because I feel like that is another thing that so many mothers get like almost crippled by and weighed down by is those any meany tasks all seem to fall on the mother. Absolutely. So, like doctor's appointments. I don't know if the kid wants a haircut, the, the grocery shop. There's no, no band aids in the house. Yeah, there's no band aids. There's no toilet paper. You didn't there's get yogurt. No, yeah. And it's just they're tiny tasks, but all together they like compile and compound. And I'm not saying let's set our expectations of our partners so low that I'm going to give Harry a round of applause about even Please thinking don't. about the passports. And can I but just I say before so, you say that, yeah. anything that he's passionate about, he will give his all. Yeah. Now that travel so like yeah. for him to be in charge of the passports to get out on a plane yeah. he's fine you're like let's just wipe the toilet yeah. seat once buddy pretty before much we give you a medal Pick your clothes up yeah. off the floor but I think it's also one of those things that and I'm not giving them excuse and it has to change and I think it's been a societal thing that those unpaid tasks fall on the shoulders of women and it's bullshit and it needs to change but it has been this way for so long I think the thing that can be toxic is assuming your partner can read your mind. So anytime I'm like, I want Nick to do this thing, but I'm not going to tell him to do it because mm -hmm. I would rather that he just like works it out for he himself. Should it never ends well because you're always left disappointed. I've got to the point now where I'm like, 
you know I've got a lot on, I know you've got a lot on, but I need you to do this task. And it gets done and it's great. No one's left guessing if it's going to happen. You haven't had to fulfill it. I just think if we're a partnership, Mm -hmm. especially if we've decided to have children together, you need to be able to talk about delegating simple tasks. And planning, planning with your partner the day, like whether who works or who doesn't or if you're both working, you need to sit down and it takes probably five minutes of your time and we now do this and it took a while for us to get here. Into but the we, habit of we, it. Yeah, it is a habit and we sit there and we go, all right, what have you got on tomorrow? And I will say, I've got this, this and this and I've got this and he'll go, okay, well, I'll do drop off and you can do pick up and then I want to go training and I'll go, all right, well, I can do. So we, we try and make sure that we're joining each other but we're also helping each other mm. and also doing our fair share of the and children all, if it's possible. And also not like being inefficient. Like I feel like it's, you know, there's no, if your partner is the one that works, there's no reason why he can't, you know, stop and get some groceries for the next day, like Fully. on his way home from work. Why like, do we oh, feel guilty about yeah, that like, though? Why do the groceries always have to be mum? Like they can do things on their way too, on their way back from work. If you're getting slammed, they can do something on their lunch break or something. But I'm not like blaming them. I'm actually saying that I blame a lot in myself because I have always done these jobs because I'm like, oh, I don't need to ask him or it's too hard. I have over the past six months said, hey, I need you to do this, this and this. I need you to do the washing. I need you to do this. And mum and I were speaking about it the other day. He does it. He will do anything that I usually ask. And I'm not saying like I'll tell him to wipe my ass and he will or he might. I've done it to him. But if that is the case, he does do these jobs. If I call him and say, hey, you've finished wherever you are, can you stop in and get this? Of course he's going to do it. But for some reason in my head, like it was my job to do the shopping. It's my job to do this. It's my Mm. job to book all the appointments for the kids. Mm. It's my job to take them. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's actually not. Mm. It's not my job just to go and watch her at a fun run or, you know, me to drop this off. We are both, depending on your work schedules, able to do the same things. But I tell you another thing that shits me is that even when both parties do work, it's always seen, and I was saying this to you this morning when Goldie was sick, it's always seen that even if both the mum and the dad or whatever the relationship is, that it's always put on the mum to take the day off if the kid is sick. And I call bullshit on that. I think that should be a discussion that should be had that said, do you have non-negotiables in your day? Do I have non-negotiables in my day? Like, why is like I've got so many friends who have like you know since going back to work and their kids starting daycare they have not been able to fulfill an entire week at work since their kid has gone back and the dad has gone to work every single day you can't tell me that every single day of the week that dad is doing something more important than no. the mum at work it's bullcrap and it's similar to when families are deciding if the mum is going to go back to work or not they go oh does her salary cover enough that it's worthwhile sending the kid to daycare. No, that's bullshit. Do your salaries together make it worthwhile sending that kid to daycare? I'm just, I just hate that it's like the minute a kid's sick, oh, the mum's got to have the day off. Like that annoys me. And I think it stems from obviously birthing the child, breastfeeding. And then, you know, obviously if that's the way it starts, then dad 
goes back to work and then mum stays home and then that becomes a state home. But it's more mom. than that. It's society relies on women working but for free. They That's do. They do. The and if what we're saying now, the mental load of what we actually have on our plate, if yeah. I went to work and didn't have to worry about any of this because someone else did it for me, like my husband, I would be so much fucking lighter. I'd be yeah. like, boom, I don't even have to think about breathing. I'm mm. just like, I've done it all. I just think that I've forgotten. <laughs> mental load is too My great. mental load is broken. Can I say another thing that's great? Sure. If you find a babysitter you like, give your husband the number, not so they can run off and have a Delegate, delegate, delegate. Yeah, but <laughs> so that like so Nick Make has sure been organising date afternoons and because do, don't you reckon sometimes finding time for yourself takes more organize, more <laughs> organisation than the time itself is worth? Yes. So I used to find this especially when we first had Poppy when I was breastfeeding. So Nick would go, why don't you go for this amount of hours and go do something nice for myself? Great idea. Fantastic. The whole day I would be in a spin about making sure I'd pumped enough to go, Mm -hmm. making sure it works in with nap times, this, this and that. And I would get to the point where I'd go, I don't want to organise something for myself because I get so stressed out. It's not worth it. And so I made a big deal with Goldie. We started mix feeding way earlier and I'm proud and happy to Mm. say we mix fed. I don't think it should be something that should be shamed or anything because I was like, no, you know what? I want it to be that when I'm having time for myself, I can up and leave and that is okay and everyone is fine without me and me going off on my own shouldn't require some dramatic organisation. And just like now, Nick now is in charge of dates he books the babysitter. He says, you know, bloody blah is coming Thursday night. Let's Brilliant. do it. And it's meant that we are going out more because it's not another thing that I'm required to organize. I'm just like, no, if you want to spend time with me and connect organize and have it. a nice time, Brilliant. you organize it. 100%. Can he organise a date for me? No, Harry can. Okay, good. (laughs) Another thing that I thought of just quickly was the way or a tip really, someone suggested to me once that if you, if someone were to ask you, you know how you have all these issues that come at you or like, you know, did you know that there was poo in the car or did you know that this has happened? Have you paid this? Have you done that? Like say there's all these elements of different people coming to you with problems Mm -hmm. in your mind what would you say, what is the one thing that you could say in your mind, not out loud, to those people if it's not your problem? What would I actually say in my mind? In your mind. Fuck off. Okay. It's not my problem. So in my mind now when someone comes to me with a problem and I don't mean to swear at my children but it's in my head, not <laughs> not out loud. You, like, hey, because it's never out loud and you never swear in front never, of your children. I always never. keep it PG. But surprisingly they don't swear. The only people that I should worry about really, and take care of is myself and my children. My husband's an adult. He can take care of himself. My family are independent and old enough. My friends are independent and old enough. I had this problem of putting all people's problems into my chest and worrying and wanting to try and fix them. And it got to a point where all that on top of my mental mum load was too much. So I was like, how can I reduce it? So I was asked this question what could you say to the people or these circumstances when they came to you in your mind to make you not worry about them? And for me, it's when I say, I think about it and I say, that's not my fucking problem. 
And it sounds rude, but whenever I say that when someone comes to me, even my husband, like, hey, do you know where this and this is? I can't find it. I don't know what to do. In my head, I just say, it's not my fucking problem. And I just say out loud, I don't know, baby, you'll have to work that out. Do you know how good I feel now getting that off my chest, walking away, knowing that it's not in here? Because usually I'd go, oh, hang on, let me find it for you. I did say that. Yeah, hang on, hang on. But you know what? It's not my fucking problem. And he's a big boy. He'll find it. Guess what? Ten minutes later, he finds it. And I don't have Probably to fixate right on it. Probably right where you left it. Yeah, I know. But that is not yeah. even my problem. My kids are my problem. So I spend the time trying to find their things. But all the other elements of life aren't. And reducing that pressure of actually putting it deep into my chest yeah. is, it, it's been a game changer. I feel lighter even just thinking about, having that mental mm. way of thinking mm. when things like Another that Another tip someone sent in was that they have, I mean, I go on and on about a shared calendar and I love, love it because calendar. it's just all there. Everyone I now asks, share one with my friend. Oh, really? Yeah. How good. Everyone asks, you know, what app we use. We just use the iPhone yep. calendar. You can sync them up. It's all there. You can look ahead at the week. You know what's happening. And someone said another great idea. I guess you could do it on like Google Notes or something like that, but they have a shared note with their partner for groceries they need. So then the person who's swinging by the supermarket knows the things that the other person needs because Nick and I do it all the time that I'll be like, you know, great, Nick's taken on the burden of going to the supermarket, but he gets home and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to tell him we need toilet paper. We need dishwashing tablets. We needed nappies, you know, all those kind of things. So it's just another trip Brilliant to the idea. supermarket. So sharing notes of it. And then I think things that so many people were saying, how do we explain to our partners what our mental load is? Make your list public. Have a thing on the fridge that has the tasks that you want done in the day because I think sometimes if people have never stayed home, they don't understand what staying at home with a child or with children is like. They just do not understand. So either you and leave you them with the them kids for and you not understanding either. Yeah. But if you don't feel like you can just tell them what it's like, have that list on the fridge, a magnet, a clip-on notebook, whatever. And this is what I've done today, this, motherfuckers. This is what I have on for the Sorry, day. Take that back. And then they can look at it and see what you have on and then it's easier to point at it and go, are there any of these things that you can do for me? Brilliant. And then you tick them off at the day. Satisfying. You get to tick it. I'm a Virgo. I like to tick things off at the end of the day. Mm. You tick it off. They can tick off their things. You know what's been done. You know what's still to do, but it's both of your responsibilities. I love the grocery shoppingly share because my husband will say two things to me. You didn't get toothpaste. You didn't get deodorant. There's a third. You didn't get dog food. And that's not my fucking problem because I don't feed the fucking dogs. Mm. Like that's his job. So how would I know unless Mm. he tells me? And Mm. also why are you telling me? Go and buy it. Mm. This is what shits me. It's like why is that up to me? But don't you reckon, yeah, if you can have these things where you have lists, whether if it's a grocery list on the fridge or whatever, have it in a place so that everyone doesn't have to come at you with things. And I think that one thing is that sometimes I find male partners don't have the ability to read the room and go, you know what, I'm going to tell her about that later. So you may have been in a flap putting Billy's undies on Yumi, trying to find a tight (laughs) pair of pants to keep the undies up, and Harry's called out, hey, babe, we need more dog food when you're next to the supermarket. You wouldn't have heard that. 
you're balls deep in everything else on your mental load. So it's like if you have somewhere that they can just put that when they think of it so they're not just telling you there and then while you're in an absolute state already. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a really good idea, Soph. I should do that. You should. (laughs) You should try it out. Let's try it out. No, I think that's great. The one thing, and this is not a slander of the husband, but the one thing that annoys me most is when I'm like. It's all right. Our husbands don't listen to this podcast. In the middle of everything, right? Like I'm in the middle of doing so many jobs and he says to me, so today, like he tells me what his day's going to be, like what he's doing. Like I really care at that time. But not in a way that it's like, let's map out how we can help one it's another. no way in <laughs> hell helpful, especially that time. So then I go, babe, I'm really not listening. He'll go, oh, thanks. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How could I listen when I'm doing all this? And then he'll go, you didn't eat your breakfast. How can I eat my breakfast when I'm doing 10,000 jobs? Your coffee's cold. My coffee's cold because I'm doing 10,000 jobs. How can I have a hot one? Maybe you can. Anyway, there we are. And you have to have tasks in your week that you cannot think while you're doing them. What? Like you have to have tasks in your week that you can't think about your mental load while you're doing them. Yes. So, for example, I do a hip-hop class once a week and I'm so busy. Tonight. And it starts back tonight and I'm so excited. I'm so busy worrying about whether I've got the choreography down pat that I can't think about whether there's enough clean towels, whether there's enough toilet paper for tomorrow because I'm like, am I doing the booty shake here or the leg pop here? And another thing I did was I did a ceramic workshop and you are just using your mind on that task there and then. I also find even when I'm doing housework, I put my, I'm now an AirPod convert. I used to think they were the most douchey things ever. I put them in and I listen to a conversational podcast because I get into the conversation. You get out of your head and into someone else's. And I get into someone else's and I can't think about like, oh, quickly fold the washing so you can go do this, this, and this. I'm just in the conversation and before I know it, the washing's folded or before I know it, the dishwasher's empty or whatever. I guess that's why audio books and podcasts are so good for mothers because you're never going to have that physical time to like No, you feel productive at the same time, but it does, it gets you out of your own head and you can just listen to something while you're doing a like a Because I find when I'm cleaning, when I'm cleaning or I'm in the shower, I'm not present and I actually think think about all the things that I should be doing. And another tactful idea is- I wouldn't take your AirPods into the shower though. Definitely do not, (laughs) unless they're waterproof, which they're not yet. When you're in the shower, instead of thinking about all those things, try and distract your mind by actually- focusing on the shower itself. Now it sounds really silly, but mm. this is this comes back to mindfulness and how incredibly hard mindfulness is actually to do. And if you can try your hardest to actually feel the water and like think about the temperature and feel the texture, all the elements of it, even your brain having three minutes mm. or two minutes of not thinking mm. about something that you need to do mm. can make you feel so much better. It actually brings my anxiety really, really down because even in my sleep, I anxiously think. So if well, I, I mind- say with sleep, I listen to the Calm app and the there's Calm. a bedtime story told by Harry Styles. And hang on, let me just get my um, wet floor hand towel. Now. Yeah. His voice is so soothing. And I promise anyone listening, if you have a list in your head, it will be gone out the window because all you'll be imagining is his body. <laughs> Body lying on top of yours. <laughs> 
and then you will want to have sex with your partner. Boom! No, I'm like, where's Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Not my Harry, Not Harry Styles. Harry Styles. But no, the car map, Harry Styles, he'll make you fall asleep oh, every time. Do you know the other person that I love his voice is Matthew McConaughey? Oh, no, it shits me. Oh, I love it. Oh, really? I love it. It's just, it's that thing he has. Like troll or oh, whatever I don't called. know. It's soothing. Well, look, we've spoken for over an hour and I don't know if we've answered, <laughs> helped, I don't done think we ever, anything. I don't think we but ever know. I, I don't think the mental load of a mother is ever going to go away. I want to say you're not alone in it. There's definitely things you can do to help. Communication with your partner, if you're lucky enough to have a partner, is key. Sometimes especially male partners, they can't see what is right in front of them. I, and I'm not making excuses for them. But if you want to cohabitate, sometimes you have to show them, tell them, explain it to them. And I also just want to say that every time my friend and I are whizzing around the house together, getting stuff done, or we're having a sleepover with the kids, we seriously look at each other and like, wish that we were lesbians because sometimes like you think about you're looking at me really strangely right now. I'm looking now, at you like I don't know if this two, is PC to say. Two women, I don't know, they are both in the same mindset in terms of prioritising certain things and having ways of thinking. Multitasking is an actual thing for women where it's not so much for men apparently. And I just think how tidy and fabulous the house would be. But you know what? At the end of the day, each to their own. And the reason you're with your partner is because you love them, not because of how well they (laughs) listen and not because of how well they clean. So that was all just a waste of time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you didn't, good on ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on ya. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.